Hey, whoa. This week, I fly solo as I talk all the developments regarding Ring of Honor and AEW, including Samoa Joe becoming the new ROH television champion, Joe immediately being ambushed by debuting Satnam Singh, Ricky Starks returns home way down yonder in New Orleans, Sammy Guevara regaining his TNT championship against Scorpio Sky and his potential heel turn, Thunder Rosa retains her women's championship, Jonathan Gresham's potential in AEW, Pento Obscuro versus CM Punk, Cody's impact on exiting AEW, and what, what could be Tony Khan's big announcement? All this and more this week on 2, 2, but just 1, Dynamite Dude on a Rampage. Way down yonder in New Orleans, in the land of the dreamy dreams, there's a garden of Eden, that's what I mean. Creole babies with Yo, what's up everybody? Yes, this is Dominic D'Angelo, WrestleZone.com, and today's date is April 18th, 2022. The unofficial official tag today, uh, I'm a little behind on that. <laughs> Got to do that tonight, but I'm here. Priorities, guys. Priorities, and priority number one here is two dynamite dudes on a rampage. But apparently, just for me, just for me, because my degenerate brother is Mar Marcus is nowhere to be seen. That's right, he's on assignment. Uh, also, aka being a coward. Uh, yes, take great exception to my brother not being here, but I am here because it's been well over oh, almost a month to the day that I have done this. Uh, two Dynamite Dudes. And we were on a great streak. Nesha can attest to that. Uh, we had like six episodes in a row. And then WrestleMania came in the way and faltered me off the wayside. But I am back. Marcus is not. He'll be back next week, hopefully. But I will. I am here. Because, hey, we got a lot to talk about. I have not covered a whole lot of stuff uh, regarding the news going on here recently in AEW. There's a lot of different stuff. <laughs> yes, hello. Hello, Steven. Hello, Hello, Nesha. Good to see you guys both in the stream. Yes, we are live, so folks, join on in. Uh, give me your questions. Uh, this is going to be a, a shoot-from-the-hip kind of episode, but I have a lot of uh, stuff I have written down and stuff like that, too, that obviously I want to touch upon. Get some, give some uh, uh, my take on certain things and how things can be perceived, how they, how they should be perceived, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I missed you guys, too. Marcus is fired. Um, Yes, but uh, I have a leverage move now with them, I think. Hey, you've been off the podcast for how many how many times here? You're getting like Bruce Pritchard. All right, we need to get you back into, into the game. I understand. Work comes into play. But hey, this is also work as far as I'm concerned. Not work, it's fun, but nonetheless, either way. Oh, thank you. Yes, I had a fun time doing all those uh, WrestleMania interviews. I talked to Becky Lynch. Uh, she's probably one of my favorites, uh, obviously one of my favorite interviews that I've done because it's such a big interview and she was very nice. Um, who else did I like a lot? AJ Styles was very cool. Rhea Ripley was awesome. Cause like my girlfriend loves Rhea Ripley. She knows nothing about wrestling, but she loves Rhea Ripley. So I was like, all right, if I get the opportunity, I will get a picture with her. I usually try not to take pictures just cause I, I just don't, it's not my thing to, to do when I'm on the job like that. But I was like, I'll make an exception for Rhea Ripley. So that was cool. Um, Spoke to a lot. I tell you what, one of my favorite people to talk to, two people where the Von Erics of MLW. They're so nice, such nice people. Uh, I could have talked their ear off forever, um, but I got to help out with MLW in Dallas and stuff. So that was a lot of fun. 
Dallas is wild. I like Texas. Uh, should need to get more barbecue happening there. That's very key when you're down there. I did a lot of Tex-Mex. I will say that. A lot of Tex-Mex. Did not touch upon the barbecue as much as I should have. So big regret, but I'll be back. I love Dallas. I love Texas, so pretty cool. Um, yeah, but thank you. It was a lot of fun. Uh, so much cool stuff. Yeah, Becky. Becky's great. Uh, I had, yeah, AJ was awesome, too. He was very laid back. He's a pro at doing interviews. Just a pro. Like he, he, He's been there, done it. Uh, he had a great short story about the Iron Sheik, too, uh, that he told me. So go back and listen to that. A lot of fun. So, But let's get to it. It is a W show. Uh, lots to cover since then, obviously, uh, since I last did the show. But let's start it off with um, just ROH being in the mix now and really, like, you know, titles have been on the line from the ROH television title to the ROH world title. I did watch Battle of the Belts, too, just before getting on here. And, well, I think it was a good, good show, especially the, uh, I think, the first two matches um, from an in-ring standpoint. Uh, and particularly, I liked just the elements that the ROH title match had. And I think they kind of uh, correctly redirected course when it came to Satnam Singh, who debuted on Dynamite. And I think they followed up with a better follow-up to kind of establish him in a better light. Um, even Tony Khan admitted that the handling of him in the main event, yes, this is Dusty. So he's my other dynamite dude this this fine evening. Dusty is here. Um, but I think, yes, I think they, they kind of righted the ship a little bit with him. Um, you know, and Tony Khan, you know, took onus on it and was just like, yeah, hey, listen, uh, I got a lot of feedback and the fans are usually right. And yeah, I can see how that was a misstep and things like that. So, you know, hopefully, like, he does I don't think Satnam Singh will, will suffer too much from this because I tell you what, you know, and he's been, he was getting a lot of comparisons to, like, the big man to, you know, a giant Gonzalez or a great Kali. And I can definitely, I mean, obviously, he's huge like that. He's huge like that. And we're used to seeing stars like that kind of just be there and then kind of fizzle out. And then you kind of uh, pair that with, like, trying to accrue, like, the the Indian fan base. But yeah, Dusty just left. That's why my whole screen shook. But, uh, and trying to, to, to do that is a very WWE-like thing. It makes sense to do. It makes sense to do. But kind of doing it in that light, like, just did not do him any favors. It didn't do AEW any favorites. But I think really on Battle of the Belts, kind of reestablished it a little bit and kind of got things kind of back on track with maybe what they want to do and how they want to position uh, this guy in the faction that Jay Lethal is running there. But yeah, uh, one thing I want to say about Satnam, just seeing him kind of show up here, um, he's got a presence. And I don't mean just from the physical imposing presence. I mean his ability to kind of convey intensity and um, how he handles himself. Like, you know, he didn't move very clunky like like you would see for a big man, I, I felt. Like, I felt like he had movement and uh, a good presence of body language that didn't come off across as awkward and things like that. So, like, excuse me, when he grabbed, like, Gresham by the head and was slamming him on the mat, I thought that looked really effective. Um, I thought, like, when he would leave the ring, he looked very Kevin Nash-esque, and that's always a good thing. And then on top of that, just him, like, pointing and, like, kind of, like, Having that stage presence, for lack of a better word, I thought he was very good at that. So I think, uh, and what you hear about him from QT Marshall to Baron Black, who I interviewed just uh, a couple weeks ago, and I saw at WrestleMania weekend, 
uh, he's they have a lot of confidence in Satnam Singh and his ability to do work. So I'm pretty, I'm like, okay, at, when they showed it up, I was like, oh, man, you're not doing this guy any favors. He's uh, like being positioned in this light of just like kind of accruing this uh, Indian fan base, which makes sense, you know, for marketing and all that stuff. But it's also like you want to uh, appease as much people as you can. And so I think they just, get, I, they kind of like, uh, they saw the mistake that they kind of tripped up on there. But going into Saturday or Sunday, was it Sunday? Yeah, Battle of the Belts. Uh, they, they come across a little, a lot better, I think. I'm sorry, it's Saturday. So let's take some comments here real quick before I move on. I was excited to see Dalton Castle too. Yes, Nesha, that's pretty cool that you mentioned that because um, he's another guy, like, you just forget how good of a wrestler he is. You know, he's got such a, you know, flamboyant and, uh, and, uh, crazy kind of, uh, you know, ring persona and everything like that with the boys and everything. You forget how good of a wrestler he is. And he really displayed that against Gresham. Um, and you know, I think there's some legs to Dalton Castle. I remember him just being such a hot act years back, but then, you know, Sinclair never did a super good job of positioning their stars because they didn't really care about having ROH on their product. They just wanted a product to put on and they didn't put any oomph behind it, you know? And somebody like Dalton Castle kind of suffered, I think, from that because he was one of those guys that's like, that guy is crazy wild, cool, and has like this very engaging kind of dynamic. So it was neat to see him kind of in the forefront of things. Maybe think about a couple of things too um, with them showing up a, a guy like Dalton Cast, like putting him on the screen. And then I maybe think about Samoa Joe a little bit more too. Now Samoa Joe is ultimately like a badass. I love him. I love the presence he gives and I love um, who he is. Uh, he's like a, just a fucking ass kicker pro wrestler kind of guy. I would like to see him kind of get some airtime to talk, talk to this audience, talk to this crowd, get him over, uh, show, make him, he can come out to ROH Supercard, but maybe on Dynamite, you do this dynamic of like, there was a lot of times where like, you know, you would on Raw in the Attitude Era or in uh, WCW on Nitro, you would see uh, a star, like there'd be reports of the star being in the building or coming here. We have word that Samoa Joe is going to show up tonight, but we don't necessarily know if he's going to be here. He's slated to have a title match against Minero Suzuki. He's going to be in this fight. Uh, he should be arriving at this building any minute. And I think you hype that over the time. Why is Samoa Joe not here yet? Why is this? Boom, have him get there. Make it seem like a Steve Austin showing up or like a like a rock showing up. Somebody shows up late to the show. I know it kind of doesn't make sense because you're like, hey, why is this guy not at, on his jo at his job on time when he has a title match? But make it cool because Samoa Joe's an outlaw. And you can kind of do that. You can kind of convey that and build this intensity of being like, this star is fucking showing up tonight and he's going to have a match on Dynamite in the main event against this ass kicker of Minoru Suzuki. Like position it to that where you have this big, big star showing up. And, um, you know, I, it just made me think like, imagine the, the, like the stakes were high. It's Samoa Joe, but they could have been higher. I feel higher when you have him going up against Maduro. And we'll talk about that match here in a second, but like to, for Dalton Castle too, I think like just him showing up with the boys and this fucking peacock, like a sequined slash macho man kind of style walking out there, I think would show him be like, who the heck is this guy? And we like, if you built to him, if you built to him, I think 
you know, uh, there's a, a lot of things. There's a lot of ardent fans uh, that follow AEW and fans like people that grew up with this idea of like, okay, we know who these guys are. So everybody kind of does, right? No, not necessarily. So like, if you're doing this for, if you want to introduce Dalton Castle, introduce him over a week, a couple weeks of time where he cuts his promo. Hey, Dalton Castle's coming. And he's got to go, he's a former ROH champion. He's going up against Jonathan Gresham, who we've seen before. And again, you got to build Jonathan Gresham up too, who did an amazing job. Amazing match. I love the match. Um, I think, um, but yes, I think some of the stuff that they start off with with AEW, it gets you excited because we know who these guys are. I know who Dalton Castle is. Nesha knows who Dalton Castle is. I know who Samoa Joe is. Plenty of fans do also know who Samoa Joe is. But why not make it seem like everybody should know who Samoa Joe is? Everybody should know who Dalton Castle is. Everybody should know who Jonathan Gresham is. Uh, at a point, everybody should get to know who Satin Singh is. So um, I think going in that route, I think that's something uh, AEW just needs to focus on just a little bit more to get these get these stars conveyed and set them up uh, to to flourish. Like from from a standpoint of walking to the ring, knowing who they are, getting their character across and the persona across, even before that bell rings. So um, I think that's kind of what I, a, a big takeaway I had from watching all that and seeing Dalton Castle because I was super happy to see him too. And, you know, I think there's a lot of potential to have him kind of get in the mix. Imagine him and the boys as like this trio type, like trio group that maybe goes for these eventual trio titles that we're going to see. We'll talk about that here too. Um, let's see. Won't be surprised when they say Sing might too. Maybe. I, you know, maybe that's something you can build to. I want to see Sing. I think if you put him with White at this point in time, you're going to get more of that, um, not that White's a negative connotation, but just that big man connotation of like, okay, this is the guy. Obviously, this is where we're doing it. Kind of like a paint-by-numbers kind of mindset about him where you want to kind of give him a little bit more than what, you know, than a giant Gonzalez or a great Kali or you name your Nathan Jones, you name your big man of, of choice, you know. So I think kind of keep him clear maybe you let a little bit. You can have a big show versus the same match, but maybe establish him a little bit more. Um, oh, the boys are South Wrestling Tag Champs even. Did not know that. Um, Joe going to kill you. Yes, yes. Um, the Peacock's great. Yes. See, unless you're an ROH fan, you didn't know who Dalton Castle was. And that's that's kind of what you got to think about if you're if you're doing this kind of thing. Because that's all you got of Dalton Castle. was just, if you did not If you did not watch Battle of the Belts, you don't know who Dalton Castle is. You still don't know who Dalton Castle is. So it's like um, you want to you want to put these guys in the best light, even if you don't use them. Like, say if Dalton Castle is just doing this one-off, which I hope not, but say if he is, like, you want to position that guy because he wants you want them to mean something. You want this to be a big match. So there's a lot of benefits to, to establishing these. I, I think the concern is like, okay, how do we get all these certain talents and showcase who's who on – on our television product when we only got two hours or not, I guess four hours this week, but like how do you position all these guys in the right light and make sure that they're getting conveyed across and all that stuff. So, I mean, you want to find more of that ability to, Hey, let's get these guys over. This is the week where we do this stuff. You know, it's the ish. I mean, this is just the ongoing thing and we're going to find not just in, in AEW, but WWE as well. And, you know, is the oversaturation of talent. And so, um, 
And there's a lot of great talent out there. That's another, that's a, a bittersweet kind of uh, benefit, I guess, if you will, or a problem, if you, I guess, but you need to, as we say every week, it's just like something that you got to find the balance of. So yes. Um, yeah. Let's talk about this Joe versus Zuki match, by the way. Holy crap. If you saw my recap for Dynamite that week, I was just like, they slapped each other for like five minutes straight. That last sentence went on for about five more minutes. And that's pretty accurate. I would say, um, geez. Um, just trading off shots. Um, I think it's it's definitely unique. Now, what I will say is might not be kind of my cup of tea, but a lot of people like it. So that doesn't necessarily mean that you got to adhere to me. Uh, I don't know how the, the casual fan would think about it. I do. I mean, you know, Joe's got his move sets and his ability to do stuff. Maduro's just known for that. So, I mean, you kind of factor that kind of stuff in and, hey, you got something, you know. And, like, Maduro's what, like 50? Is that, is that right? He's like 50. So, I mean, like, that's kind of like his move, his shtick going on here. So, um, you know, cool to see Joe with the title. It was neat to on to go back to Battle of the Belt to see uh, Joe and Gresham kind of align in this ROH, like, unionizing. <laughs> if you want to stay uh, news relevant, topical uh, in, in this day and age. But yeah, I think um, I think that was pretty cool. And uh, Joe's great. I Again, let's hear him cut some promos. I love Joe. I love Joe. Um, oh, like to see Silas Young back in ROH. Yeah, you know, I would like that too. He's got a look about him. Uh, CM Punk is very familiar with Silas Young. Um, you know, I think that's like, I mean, Punk's going to be a keystone, I think, in a lot of this story. Same with Brian Danielson. We'll talk about that too. Geez, I didn't even put that on my lineup. There's just so much you have. We'd, we got to cover here. Um, but let, let's see. I know Castle is awesome. Um, here, let's go to the next topic. What I got here, okay. So I talked about Satin and Singh. Um, let's uh, let's kind of veer off just a little bit. Um, just talk about Cody here for a second. I think, um, you know, I haven't gotten to chat about that since WrestleMania because that's where you know we last recorded before WrestleMania. So Cody showing up felt real big time at WrestleMania, did that crowd popped. He had everything that you, you associate him with AEW with, the, from the, the logo to the music to the entrance to his look. And, you know, um, it felt big time. And, like, it just felt like I felt very happy for Cody because that was just, like, such an elevated kind of stage, obviously, to put on. And it's the way to position him if he's going back to WWE. So he felt like big time. Uh, obviously, this is a course of, uh, WWE has, you know, this issue with a WrestleMania hangover. And sometimes that's just organic because, hey, WrestleMania is over and fans, you need want to connect the fans back. So that's, that's just something that's going to happen. But they sometimes don't benefit or they don't make the most of wrestle the post-WrestleMania stuff. So following up with Cody, I think, is very key for WWE to do. Um, it's a loss for AEW. No doubt about it. You know, it's a loss. And uh, he just felt like the ambassador of the company. He felt like this guy that um, could do the PR, could do all this stuff. No, has a history with wrestling just because of his name and because of his acumen and, you know, all that stuff, his knowledge of the business. So um, him just going just feels like it felt like a gut punch, like to somebody, I've been, you know, been watching AEW since the beginning. A lot of us have too. You guys have too. So it's just like seeing him there. It's cool to see, but it's also like, I hope they use him right. And I hope, you know, he gets to do what he wants to do because like, yeah, Cody's awesome. 
And so, um, yeah, uh, if you guys have anything, let's see. Cody going to win money, money in the Bank briefcase. And we'll cash it in challenging Roman at SummerSlam. Quicker way for him to get a title shot. Yeah, you know, um, it's going to be interesting to see where they, how they do that. I would, you know, I think they're really maybe leaning on The Rock at WrestleMania against Roman. Um, and you could, you could basically do that without the title. I think you actually should do that without the title. So, but do you want to have the thing of Roman losing before he faces The Rock in like this headline event? Um, that's a question you got to kind of go with. Now, there's ways to do it where you can kind of like, and this isn't bad. So, I, Stephen, I wouldn't be against like him facing Cody at SummerSlam and Cody winning the title at SummerSlam because you can have Cody kind of win it and go back later on. Like, okay, him and Roman are going to butt heads once again. Maybe something happens where Cody doesn't cheat, but something circumstantial happens where Roman loses the title and might not totally be Roman's fault in a way. So you have that and you have him got have this ax to grind. So he's got, he's annihilating everybody. Heck, maybe he turns on the Usos, maybe he turns on his family. That's what gets the rock back in the mix. And it's rock versus Roman rock. And then you have Roman go over at WrestleMania. Then guess what? Follow up WrestleMania with Cody back. He's, he's back on that title hunt for Cody. I think I would like that a lot. Um, so that's uh, something you could do. Um, yeah, you, well, I think, Nesha, I think they're unifying the title, so I think it's just strictly going to be one belt, unless they conveyed something otherwise on SmackDown or something before. But, um, yeah, Nesha, and you called it, too. He go Cody at my Mania if he was signed. So, yeah, that's very true. Um, Let's see. So, what did I want to talk about next? Uh, okay, yeah, let's um, let's talk about the, the rise of Wheeler, Utah. Um, I, I like, uh, the Blackpool, uh, fight club or geez, what is it called? Jeez, combat club. Sorry. The, the Blackpool combat club. I like the vibe of it. Um, you know, I like that Willie Utah is benefiting from it. That match with him and Moxie was really, really good. And him writing black, uh, Blackpool combat club on his chest and blood was pretty damn awesome. We'll say a lot of blood happening. Is there not a lot of blood going down in AEW? Um, I think that I, and I, I'm all for blood. I'm all for blood, guts, all that stuff. But you, if you want to make it mean something, have it happen a little bit lesser. You know what I mean? Um, so like, could you imagine if they kind of foregoed, they had a bloodbath with somebody, uh, before, uh, the Wheeler, Utah, John Moxley match. Could you imagine if you waited a couple months with no blood or no, no, none of that stuff happening. And then Wheeler, Utah is bleeding like a sieve against, against Mox. And he does do that blood on his chest thing. That would that would pack more of a punch. So um, to go from that route, I think is uh, yeah, you want a little bit less blood blood going down. Um, that's a uh, that's something that you want to definitely consider and all that stuff. So um, yeah, but I like Willow Utah in this light. Um, hopefully, I think um, I think another issue you have to now that you have a group like this, you want I you really want. I really think it's important to have Brian Danielson still do talking as much as he did before. Uh, still get, obviously Moxie's a great talker too. So you want that you want William Regal in there in that mix too. Um, there's certainly some legs with, with Blackpool combat club. I think they have a, obviously a great set of stars in there and you can build on that and you can build on a brand. That's pretty darn cool too. 
I'd almost simplify what they do with a, a look of a logo. You know what I mean? Just keep it super simple, like a bloody, like they have a fist, right? You got a fist or something and um, you could have it wrapped in thorns or something like that. And then just like BCC underneath and just simple in one color. I don't know. Like, I think the simplicity with that kind of gives it more of that fight dynamic where it's like, hey, fuck you. You don't need any flair or any, any pizzazz. This is our logo. And we're going to kick your ass with this logo on a shirt. You know, just uh, some uh, observation kind of thing. You know what I mean? I just, uh, I'm a very visual person. Um, yes. You need to limit blood, so it means more when we get it. Exactly, Nisha. Exactly. Um, wrap it in barbed wire. Yeah, that could work too. I was thinking rose because, like, British, kind of bare knuckle. Yeah, but, yeah, barbed wire would work too. Uh, you can find, yeah, something, something. Or, like, get tattooed. I guess that's more of a CM Punk thing, but, like, a tattoo or tape fist. With like BCC written across it, something like that would be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I think our branding is important for that. Branding's important for that. Um, let's see, what else do I want to talk about? Uh, Jericho uh, Appreciation Society. You know, I think this is kind of like they're kind of in no man's land a little bit, and this is my reasoning for that. Is it just seems like okay? Uh, you, we did the inner circle. Inner Circle was there, and it was an established faction. And, like, people got behind it, obviously, because you look at Sammy, you look at uh, Santana Ortiz, um, even Hager to an extent. But, like, you have these guys that are established as Jericho's crew, and there was some sort of unity and babyface unity to it. Now, it seems like you peeled that off, like almost like Silly Putty. You peeled it off, there's the imprint on there, and you put it back down, you know? And here, this is Jericho's second take. At establishing now it's a different kind of set but they still have that comedy inner circle uh stadium stampede vibe to them where it's like um you want to kind of build these guys you know i think i think this main the main crux and i said this when they first formed the main crux of the jericho appreciation society i think is daniel garcia because you look at what it did for what the inner circle did for uh sammy who we'll talk to you about in a second did for Sammy, you look at what Jericho probably wants to do for Daniel Garcia, who this Daniel Garcia character is a great wrestler. Uh, we hear a lot about him. He's got a lot of airtime and TV time, but we haven't seen a lot of who he is, you know, exactly. And I think Jericho's going to bring that out of him. And I think that's been a big goal. That's the primary goal for Jericho Appreciation Society is getting Daniel Garcia over. And then obviously like 2.0 to establishing themselves in act too. Um, you know, uh, I I want a little bit something different here, I think, with it in, in the long term of things. Um, I understand why they're kind of doing it. I, I wish they kind of had a different name in a way, too. Um, it just, from just that dynamic, it just almost seems like an afterthought in a way. So, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Um, give me any feedback you feel about that. Okay, Nesha, hey, this is a good, uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm with you on the name there, too, Nesha. But... Yeah, this is a great segue because Sammy, she's happy. Sammy is champ again. Now, are you happy? Like, do you like how he's being positioned? He's kind of being positioned as a heel. So he's got, like, the, you know, he got a lot of heel heat. And I think a lot of that plays into his handling of social media with Ty Conte and uh, that whole, like, dynamic of those two. Uh, it's I think that's very big in Culpe. And... You remove Jericho from the equation, uh, who was a babyface. Now Sammy is kind of just on his own, 
And like, there's just some, there's some kind of things that can like, you know, Sammy's very good at being able to get to grade at you with. So um, I think he's just getting positioned. And, you know, I think it's, I think a heel turn is necessary for him, obviously. Now, I, what I kind of don't like about that was that uh, it's bouncing the title around again. Like how many times has Sammy held that title? Was it three times now? Yes, it's three times. Is that because they want to get that number away from Cody? Or is that, what? what's the reasoning behind that? Because it seemed like I was just all for a Scorpio Sky run with this thing. Because like what the TNT title did for Sammy, what it did for Darby, and heck, even what it did for uh, uh, somewhat of an established act like Miro, that should be do done for Scorpio Sky. So him getting the belt off him that quick, I don't know about that, you know? Jeez, I have the same ticker going forever, too. I've been talking about Joe for a while. But, um, yeah, I just um, – I don't think Sammy really needed the title. I, I know you're happy about that, Nesha, but I don't know if he really needed it anymore. Um, you know, now, to give him a run where he gloats about being, the, you know, the a three-time champion and, you know, he's got this hot girlfriend and uh, he doesn't give a shit about anybody, that, that kind of thing, you can play into that. And so maybe with the title, you can add a little bit like that. But, um, you know, and you can create a lot of hate of him holding the title again. So there is that. So, you know, again, I'm all for the kind of uh, wait and see kind of thing and seeing where things develop um, on that front, you know, as far as it goes. Um, but again, like I liked that match itself between Sammy and Scorpio was very good. And I have to say, Scorpio Sky is great at working heel, like physically great at working heel. The punches he was doing, the kind of just uh, viciousness and ruthlessness he had in his attacks really defined a heel identity. And um, I would very much like Men of the Year to beat Jurassic Express for those tag team titles um, and give them a run. Because you look at Ethan Page when he was with Josh Alexander and Impact at the North, just a premier tag team in wrestling overall. Like, really kind of kept Impact's head above water when, uh, you know, People were leaving, and there was just like a lot of like unknown of where Impact was going and where where it's going to fit in the wrestling landscape moving forward. The North really kept their head above water. The whole company, it seemed. So uh, I further think Ethan Page is gr obviously a great tag team wrestler. So is Scorpio Sky. Um, I think you just give them a run as tag team champions. I really, really, truly believe that you should not have Scorpio Sky be without a title for long. Like this should happen within the next couple of weeks, I would, if I would prefer, you know, that, uh, juggle or Jurassic express drop their titles. Um, and there's a lot more I think you can do with men of the year. Uh, I think it's fucking hilarious. Dan Lambert was wearing that TNT title, like, <laughs> like that extra TNT title for how long. I think that was very important. So, um, yes, I feel it should be more like, I think you should, um, you, you gotta give more, pour more heat on Scorpio sky because, you know, I just don't think that did him any favors last on Saturday, you know, losing to Sammy. And um, I would like to see a little bit more done with him. I, what do you guys think? Yeah, Impact has been very good, Nesha. Um, hey, John, what's happening, man? Um, I, yes, Impact's been awesome. This last week was amazing. 
that it was a true blue big name match between uh Jonah and uh PCO. And then you had uh like okay, if you knew me like 12 years ago, uh my impact, my TNA guy, Alex Shelley. So anytime Alex Shelley is on there, I I'm a huge fan, huge fan. And so he had a great match on there too. Gresham, Gresham against Rocky Romero. That I mean, like that you want to take a look at a really great match. It's Gresham and Rocky Romero on uh, Impact, you know. And then my goodness, I know this is not an Impact show, but heck, I haven't been on what I haven't been on here for a while. But W. Morrissey in that opening promo to the Philadelphia crowd, where he had his um, like uh, health slash. Uh, substance abuse situation in Philadelphia and him being able to address the crowd like that and kind of getting emotional too was very, very, very cool to see. And then the way they tied that in to a heel angle with Brian Myers kind of realigning with, uh, geez, I almost called that right? Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green as these major players, you establish this new heel group against this babyface badass that's Morrissey that's like you have reasons to cheer for him and stuff like that, I thought was one of the best segments Impact has done in such a long time. If you have not watched this, this recent episode of Impact, I very, very much recommend it because it's it's good stuff. It's good stuff, and it's great to have them have a crowd back and all that kind of thing because, you know, I think it – oh, Kevin, what's up, man? Thanks for joining in real quick and checking in. Good to see you, brother. So um, let's see. Yes, Dan makes you hate the, the, the men of the year. Um, <laughs> it's not Saturday, John. I am uh, playing a little bit of catch up overall with not just, uh, Russell's own, not just with, uh, you know, all my wrestling endeavors, but with personal life, I'm getting caught up on everything. So that's why we're here too. Yes. Motor city machine guns being back is awesome. I would love to see them like do a few stints in AEW. I mean, I've seen motor city and Machine Guns Against the Young Bucks and the Live ROA Show in Pittsburgh. Jeez, good stuff. So, yeah, um, Matt needs to lose already. Uh, who, which Matt are you referring to? Help me out here, Nesha. Matt, who am I thinking of? Who are you thinking of? Why am I having a brain fart here? Matt who? <laughs> oh, Cardona? Um, No, I don't think so. And do you mean from the NWA title? Um, yeah, okay. NWA title, I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I like Cardona just going on the run he is. He's such a – he's got a unique – you know, what's cool about Cardona is, you know, he was the internet darling, like, literally for, you know, he was the first guy, a wrestler to be the internet uh, pizzazz guy that really made the most of YouTube and all that stuff. And he's kind of, like, you know, adapted to the times and uh, found his niche – and continued that and cultivated this identity even further and further and further. So I think it's a very kind of like Cody in a lot of ways, what Matt Cardona do, is doing is very like unprecedented and uh, unique and trailblazing to an extent. So um, I, I like what Cardona is doing. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see that with him and all this, how that, that goes down. Um, yeah. It's uh, I tell you what, in fact, it's been a really good show. Um, I, I watch MLW all the time, obviously, since I work for them. So, like, uh, it's just, like, MLW is just such a premier uh, product of an hour long. that um, the, And, like, it's a lot of people it, – it's what a lot of wrestling companies should kind of take note on is how they're handling a lot of their stuff because, man, it's awesome. 
Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. You're watching MLW Nesha. But, um, all right, what else do I want to talk about here? Jeez, I have the whole lineup here. Do I have it up still? Yes, I do. Um, yes, let's talk about Ricky Starks returning home. Down yonder, New Orleans. I liked it. I think that was the match of the night for Dynamite, was that tag match with uh, Ricky Starks. Powerhouse Hobbs going up against Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. That crowd was electric for Ricky. Um, they were electric for that match and all the stars involved into it. And um, I, I, it was just a unique. And they were smooth. Everybody was so smooth in that match. And in a, in a, in a good way where it's like, okay, it looked like wrestling, pro wrestling. And it was uh, that crowd was just very, very fiery in, in, during those moments in time. Um, I saw a lot of people kind of uh, – Blow back a little bit about Keith Lee getting pinned. Um, you know, it's tough because who who would you pin in that match necessarily? Uh, you don't want to pin Hobbs. You don't want to pin Starks. It, it's just a tough, tough go of things. Now, I don't know. I don't know how I would have handled that because, A, you had a DQ already in the night. So you can't really go that route, can you? But um, some chicanery maybe would have would have been pretty good, I think, to, like, get Keith Lee kind of going like an eye poke by powerhouse. Maybe they did something and I just missed it or something. But um, yeah, I thought that was the match of the night, to be honest. Um, it's just a lot of fun. It was cool how much Ricky was soaking that all in and making the most of all that stuff. I thought that was pretty, a pretty good match. Um, Taz at ringside. That's a good point too. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Didn't something happen with Taz? Maybe that's where I'm kind of learning. Set up another match. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then you have Lee go over in the singles match. I can buy into that next show. I, I like that. I like that. Um, but yeah, I think that was a match of my night for me. Um, just need to see that kind of thing. Uh, as far as the DQ goes, um, like there, AW is getting some blowback for like how they handle DQs. Like, hey, everybody loves it when AW does a DQ, but when WE does a DQ, it's like, oh, okay. Well, look, AW doesn't do a lot of DQs. And whether that's, you know, um, okay, somebody cheats in the match and then they win, there's still a win and then there's still a loss. Okay, but a DQ finish is, I said it on Twitter, is the equivalent to like kissing your sister. It's not, ugh. Who wants a DQ finish? You want to, whether it's cheating or not, you still want, a, in, in a sports-like environment, you still want a definitive winner and loser, whether that's under suspicious means or not. Because like, okay, who loves a tie in the NFL? Uh, nobody likes a tie in the NFL. Um, that's why they're trying to do stuff with overtime and all that stuff. I don't want to fucking tie in the NFL. You never get a tie in Major League Baseball. Um, hockey, they go to a shootout. And sure, then after that, well, no, don't they determine? They still, I think they determine a winner no matter what in hockey. Nobody likes a tie. Uh, and a DQ finish is the equivalent of a tie in wrestling. So uh, you, you, the less you do of them, the more they mean when they happen. And you can tell a story out of it. Because wrestling is a storytelling product. So you can tell a story once a DQ finish happens, and it doesn't seem as bad when it happens. It seems kind of neat. So I will push back at any kind of criticism for AEW doing a DQ finish and getting praise for that DQ finish. So um, that's my thoughts on that. Yes, DQ is better than a countout. Um, but kind of, the, oh, you mean like an overall, like double countout with people, like a no contest kind of thing yeah yeah i kind of agree with that that's a, it just seems like when you do to when you either do a dq finish or um a count out 
it just kind of seems like lazy, does it not? So when you do do it, like you're not leaning into the, okay, yeah, let's just have a DQ. And that's how we're telling the story. It's a DQ. Hey, let's do another DQ finish. Let's do another one. It's just like, okay, there's different ways to tell the story. You don't necessarily, let's have a winner and loser here. Let's make these wins and losses mean something, you know? So it's just lazy. Yeah. So let's see what else. I almost out of time here. I actually have a, a meeting thingy I have to do and taxes. <laughs> but I really like, uh, we talked about this a little bit, Jonathan Gresham's potential. It's reported that he's signed with AEW, and obviously it kind of looks that way, you know, him being in, you know, the main event, well, the Battle of the Belts, and, you know, him being a presence, a regular presence on AEW. So, yeah, I mean, Gresham is great. I think he really conveyed that in the Rocky Romero match on Impact. Um, he's a very good promo, I believe, um, and, like, I think his size is beneficial to him. I don't think it's a, a a slight against him. You know, I think if you play into the fact that he can chop a big man down, somebody like a Satnam Singh or, heck, even a Jake Hager, I think there's some some legs behind that. Like, make him the octopus. Make him take over and, and be able to do what he's able to do against guys like that. And uh, him pairing with Joe is good stuff. Let's. I like to see, you know, I'm a, I'm a big sucker for when – like I said before, when when talents talk, instead of like I, I know wrestling's an aspect of it, but I'm more of the 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 entertainment promo side guy of things. Uh, and with the, compared uh, paired up with the the classic kind of storytelling of wrestling, so let's make that happen. You know what I mean? So yeah, I I like Gresham a lot. I'm excited to see what he does, um, and it should be it should be neat moving forward with him. Uh, another great match on Dynamite was Pento Oscuro going up against CM Punk. Just need to see CM Punk's in these kind of matches. And um, somebody unique like Penta and telling a great story like that. I liked this match a lot. It was a good way to open Dynamite, I felt, too. Um, so, yeah, uh, very good stuff. Oh, yes, something I did want to talk about. Uh, a little controversial here. Um, I watched Rampage, and I did not... I did not watch it, so I saw what some people were talking about with the um, with the spot of Adam Cole and the barbed wire and uh, Hangman Page doing the dead eye. Uh, I want to say I, I very much want to believe and say that it, it was circumstantial. I don't think they would do that um, on Good Friday, nonetheless. If you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, Adam Cole, no, Adam Hangman Page put barbed wire around Adam Cole's head. And like, you know, the references to Jesus and all that stuff uh, on Good Friday, um, you know, kind of had a, a weird visual and feel to it. But uh, Hangman put him through the table with a dead eye. And um, so like there is a lot of stuff going on in social media with that. Um, yeah, I, I want to say maybe like this is my guess and I'm hoping this is what really like kind of happened in a lot of ways. You know, maybe Hangman's not maybe a very religious person or something, so he didn't think about that. And, like, it just seemed like a spot to do and things like that. Um, and that's just kind of how it happened. But, like, uh, from – I'm a guy of faith and all that stuff. And to see uh, – so, like, me just seeing that, it just kind of felt weird for me. Like, you know, I was like, you know, you just don't want to do – like, you don't want to do that. <laughs> you don't want to do that. But um, I don't think it was intentional. 
Um, yeah, and like for your baby face to do it of all things too, just doesn't seem like a thing, a thing to do. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, maybe you guys can give me some extra added insight on, on what you guys feel. Cole versus Page should have been on Saturday night, not Friday. Yeah, you know, that just seems like thing. I Yeah, that kind of seems like it, too. It got folks talking, that's for sure. It did. I don't know, uh, like, in what kind of way. Because it's just like, me being somebody of faith, it's just, it's like a turnoff. I don't like seeing that kind of stuff. But I don't think it was intentional. So I, I'm kind of keeping an open mindset about it, too. Because you got to think, too, there's a lot of people of faith in wrestling, too. You know, they, it's not necessarily like, you know, browbeaten or anything like that but like somebody like a jerry lynn who's like a producer there is pretty i think good in faith and same with dustin Rhodes. and you think about a lot of different talents who, who go ricky starks wears like crucifix and all that uh, i think john moxley i think is pretty good in his faith and stuff like that so i just i don't think it was i really don't think it was intentional but yeah i don't think uh i th i did want to address it just because it's like it's something that was talked about um, but yeah, uh, as far as me just being the viewer and uh, like knowing my background and how, what I believe and all that stuff, it just felt ugh, like, I don't, ugh, it's just not a good look on good Friday. You know, if you're a Christian or anything like that, but, uh, I don't think it was intentional if I had to, if I had to lean one way or another. Um, but yeah, um, let's see what we got cooking next week on dynamite here. I got a couple more minutes. Um, I'm trying to think what's been announced. Anybody can help me out. What are you guys excited for here? Um, Dynamite, AEW. Oh, it's in Pittsburgh, too. Oh, geez. Yes, here we go. Geez, it's in Pittsburgh. I'm going to be there. <laughs> I'm going to be there. Um, so, yeah, well, um, Tony Khan's making a big announcement. What do you guys think it is? Um, I, I want it to be a streaming deal. Like, I really do, just for the sake of the industry, because, um, you know, them going with HBO and how this Discovery thing's, you know, getting, you know, they're buying up Warner, Time Warner and all that stuff. And like, you know, all that kind of thing. Like it kind of leaves the, the, the future of where AEW is going to be in the unknown right now. Uh, Matt Hardy on his podcast, which is great. Uh, I work with that. I'm on the social media team for that. Uh, he said uh, that nobody's concerned about that backstage or nothing like that. It's not a concern or, or worry. Um, you know, so, uh, but it's still an interesting thing to kind of think about. And so then to get a streaming deal, I think, you know, it's not like uh, from a story perspective or from what's being presented kind of perspective. That's not like a big deal for some fan, you know, or anything like that. But for an industry perspective, that's a big announcement. It's a huge announcement because it's like it kind of solidifies, hey, AEW is going to be around on this product and they, they're putting their chips behind it and all that stuff if they get on HBO and it's more accessibility, which on HBO Max, fucking good streaming service. So if you got them on there, that's like, oh, man, you got you got the Sopranos, you got the fucking Peacemaker, you got all the DC stuff from the, the Batman to everything like that on that thing. You got AEW. So I, it's a really good, it would be a good get to get on there. Um. Yes, um, Toys Con always has an announcement. Yes, I, you know, it's the same thing kind of with blood in a certain way. You want to just kind of pick and choose your moments. So hopefully this is a big announcement. Um, in what way? Like if you announce an ROH show, that's a big announcement from a storyline perspective. Um, and obviously, too, from like, you know, probably an industry perspective, another uh, 
AEW slash ROH television product is good news. Um, but uh, or you, I think you have to debut somebody very big. I know it's like a Cesaro or somebody like that to to really appease the ardent fan base. Because like, yeah, you want to keep that goodwill with people, and I think ultimately from a from a presentation of matches and um, delivery, ultimately overall on things, AEW is great at. You know, I think it's the matter of the little week to week details that just kind of need worked on and stuff of building people. Cause like, you know, it's a uh, building up things little by little, you know, you want to focus on because the payoff makes it bigger. If you now from, if you get from one point to another and the payoff's great and big and makes sense, it's still good, but it's not as good as it could be. You know what I mean? I hope that makes sense. I'm kind of rambling, but um, yes, when we get into ROH TV, I hope it's sooner than later. I think it just will benefit AEW overall, you know, from, you know, you have to be careful of oversaturation, but, you know, you want another television product and to uh, hone in on stars on both products and not make it seem so like, okay, hey, this is boom, 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 all over. You could very much have two split brands here in wrestling on AEW alone. So I think that's kind of important to do. Um, but, yeah, big announcement coming up. Um, I, you know, you know, watching Battle of the Belts just like it really invigorated me as a wrestling fan uh, and viewer and, and writer. So it, it's neat to see. I want to see just things kind of certain line up from the week to week standpoint is my big thing. But overall, like I'm kind of I'm digging, you know, a lot of what uh, AEW is putting down, especially with the talent that they're bringing in. But you just tighten up on things, give people time to speak, everything like that. And uh, I think you're on the right course then you just. I think there is some stuff that needs to be redirected and all that kind of vibe. But ultimately, I think it's a good product. And, uh, you know, keep keep your stars your stars. You know what I mean? I think that's a, a big thing to focus on. So, And a lot of the times, less is more. Less is more. So that's that's my thoughts on all that. Um, we got to give Ray Marcus's Melter rating back when that asshole comes back. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but all right, I'm going to get going. Uh, as far as plugs and stuff go, hey, check out Oh You Didn't Know. It's the new podcast with Road Dog Brian James. I am also on the social media team for that, and it is good stuff. If you want the perspective of, uh, like, entertaining podcasts, slash with Grace Wrestling Insight, the Road Dog brings it all to you. It's going to be a fun one. In the first episode, he talks about the New Age Outlaws forming, but he also gives details and insight about just the mindset to have working in wrestling overall, like not just WWE, but wrestling in general, but he does focus on some WWE stuff, obviously, because a lot of his time was with WWE. So I know I'm a busy man. I'm trying to do, I'm spin a lot of plates here, Nesha. And uh, that's why I'm doing my taxes at the witching hour. <laughs> so, uh, but yes. So uh, the road dog podcast, check that out. Check out there. They have a live show coming in Vegas here, uh, May 29th. Double or nothing weekend. I will be in Vegas. I will be in Vegas. Double or nothing. So, um, but they will, the, the, the live show is at the Nerds in uh, Las Vegas. Him and Jeff Jarrett, the uh, Ain't We Great Tour. It's going to be a lot of fun. Those guys have such a great dynamic. I got to hang out with those guys at uh, WrestleCon during WrestleMania weekend. Help out a lot too. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Matt Hardy, like I said, the podcast, Extreme Life. He had Christian Cage. With John Elba on the show, they were talking up uh, the WrestleMania 2000. They were watching it along, so you can watch along with them, get their insight on that stuff. 
um, you got to check that out. It's a lot of fun to watch. And the other podcast I work with is Wives of Wrestling. And that is also with John Alba and Kim Orton and Giovanna Angle. They had an Ask Anything, Ask Them Anything uh, Q&A. So uh, if you're into like kind of the, the side aspects of what it might be like being wife of a wrestler, a famous wrestler, this is some good stuff. And so they answer your questions on the live. Not live, but they answer your questions there. And uh, they have Ronda Rousey in the studio. They had her on in the studio today, and I was I watched it. It was good stuff. And that's coming next week. So Ronda Rousey will be their special guest next week. Oh, that's your daughter's birthday, Double or Nothing Day. How about that? Wow. Memorial Day weekend, baby. You know what? So, man, that's crazy. I, I'm a June 2nd kid, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, so there. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mar- as far as Marcus is front, at freeshows.com. He does a lot of stuff going on there. Uh, obviously, he, he's uh, good. He's uh, one of Jeff Jarrett's uh, loyal workers. So uh, anything Jeff Jarrett does, Marcus has some help with, too, a little bit in certain ways. So uh, check out their podcast. These are always great stuff. But, yeah, at freeshows.com, they're doing a lot of good stuff. Lash LaRue. I interviewed Lash LaRue for WrestleZone, one of my greatest interviews I've ever done. And that's not hyperbole. I really like this interview. There's a lot of cool stuff. Lash LaRue talks about being, uh, it, you know, out of wrestling for so long and everything like that. And here he is. He's back doing time limit draw, doing drawing and stuff within an hour of time of wrestlers that you love. So he, does, he did Bruce Pritchard. He did the late Scott Hall, my favorite. He did The Undertaker. And that's an awesome drawing that he did. So check out my interview with Lash LaRue coming up here soon. I also interviewed Baron Black of AEW uh, as he talks Battle Slam, Death Jam Vendetta 2, if you ever see, no, Def Jam Vendetta, if you ever seen those video games back in the day, he's talking about how he's bringing hip-hop with pro wrestling back, and it's very cool idea he has, and it's happening in Atlanta, so he's got musical artists, he's got wrestling, it's going to be good stuff, and it's happening this weekend, April 24th uh, is the date in Atlanta, you can watch that on Fight TV, but check out my interview first before you go there, that's up on WrestleZone.com right now. Uh, plenty of, if you didn't miss all this, geez, I'm sorry. I'm plugging my, the hell out of it. I guess I got to do that. So it's a promotion business. So here we go. Uh, check out my wrestling, WrestleMania interviews up on wrestlezone.com. Austin Theory, AJ Styles, Rhea Ripley, uh, Becky Lynch. Uh, that I did a media scrum with EJ Naduka. There's more to come too with the, the Von Erics, uh, Casey Navarro. Lots of fun stuff I have going on there. Geez, Corey Graves. Oh man, Corey Graves is a great one. Check all that out. But guys, thanks. If you stuck around for that amount, <laughs> thanks for sticking around for that. Uh, but yes, I will be back next week, and I'll get my dickhead brother back here too. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, Nesha, Stephen, uh, John, uh, Kevin, all you guys. Man, I can't believe I remember pretty much everybody here. Stephen, everybody, you guys are great, and I appreciate you guys for coming in and tuning in with me. So guess what? I will see you next week. Right here on two, two. I know it was just one this week, but it should be two down my dude on a real page. All right, guys. See you next time.
Take a trip on the downside